0: Hi, I'm Sabrina Steerwell, and I'm Everyday Einstein, bringing you quick and dirty tips to help you make sense of science. Last week, Mexico braced for the worst. The first Category 5 hurricane to strike the western coast in over 50 years, and the strongest hurricane ever recorded in the entirety of the western hemisphere. Luckily, Hurricane Patricia dissipated even faster than it intensified, leaving the death toll at zero and sparing any major cities. However, remnants of the storm continue to cover much of Texas in heavy rain and add to the flood threats already plaguing the southeastern United States. How does such a strong storm form? Why was there so little notice before the hurricane made landfall? What can we do to prepare for the next one? Today's sponsor is Casper Mattresses, obsessively engineered American-made mattresses at a shockingly fair price. And now you can get $50 towards any mattress purchase by going to Casper.com slash everyday and using code everyday. Listen, you spend about a third of your life sleeping. Let's make sure you're doing it on a good mattress. Casper brings together two comfy technologies for better nights and better days latex foam and memory foam. So they've got just the right sink, just the right bounce, no matter how you sleep. They've got a risk free trial and return policy. They'll deliver it straight to you. And you can try it for 100 days. If you're not happy, they'll pick it back up. At the store, you'll get a minute to try their mattresses. With Casper, you'll actually get to sleep on it. It's $500 for a twin-size mattress and $950 for a king-size mattress. Comparing that to industry averages, that's an outstanding price point. So get $50 towards any mattress purchase by going to casper.com everyday and using code everyday. Terms and conditions apply. Now, what is a hurricane? Hurricanes, or tropical cyclones, are fast-rotating storm systems that typically form over the tropics near the equator and sustain high winds with speeds over 74 miles per hour. A few key ingredients are necessary for the formation of a hurricane. Hurricanes are fueled by warm, moist air. Ocean temperatures of at least 80 degrees Fahrenheit and down to depths of at least 50 meters, or 165 feet, are needed in combination with winds that aid in the evaporation of this warm water off the ocean's surface. As this newly evaporated warmer air rises, a low-pressure area is left in its wake at the surface. The surrounding air will then push into this low-pressure area, but will in turn also get heated and begin to rise, forming a column of humidity. Once this column grows tall enough, water vapor at the very top will begin to cool again and form clouds, all the while rotating around the center of the column, or what has become the eye of the storm. Once wind speeds of 39 miles per hour are reached, a low pressure system officially becomes a tropical storm. After winds exceed 74 miles per hour, we have a tropical cyclone. The lower the pressure in the low-pressure system, the more intense the storm, and the higher the potential for destruction, except for rainfall, which is independent of pressure and wind speeds. Tropical cyclones that form in the Atlantic Ocean Basin or in the Pacific Ocean Basin from the coastal U.S. out to a longitude of 180 degrees west, the International Dateline, which is past Hawaii, are called hurricanes and are monitored by either the National Hurricane Center or the Central Pacific Hurricane Center. If the same storm were to form instead further west, between the longitude of 180 degrees west and the coast of Asia, it would be called a typhoon and monitored by the Joint Typhoon Warning Center and the Japan Meteorological Agency. If wind speeds exceed 150 miles per hour, the cyclone is called a super typhoon. Cyclones that move west will change names, like Hurricane Genevieve in 2014 that became Typhoon Genevieve and eventually Super Typhoon Genevieve as it passed the international dateline. Less than 24 hours after the storm reached the coast of Mexico, sustained winds of 200 miles per hour were measured for Hurricane Patricia, which was quickly classified as a Category 5 hurricane, those with the highest potential for destruction. Hurricane Katrina in 2005 was a Category 4. Such strong winds have never been recorded for a hurricane in the Western Hemisphere. In fact, the maximum winds on record at all are only slightly higher at 215 miles per hour during Typhoon Nancy in 1961, according to the World Meteorological Organization. Hurricane Patricia may also be both the lowest pressure system on record and the storm with the largest recorded pressure drop. Roughly 12 hours before making landfall, Hurricane Patricia weighed in at 880 millibars of pressure, a drop in roughly 100 millibars in pressure in only 24 hours. For reference, Hurricane Wilma in 2005 holds the current record for the lowest measured pressure of 882 millibars. Since we are still in the immediate aftermath of the storm, the precision of these measurements is still being verified by the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. It is clear, however, that the destruction from Hurricane Patricia could have been far worse. As Mexico braced for the worst, Hurricane Patricia made landfall on the evening of October 23, 2015, near the town of Quiximala. They had every reason to be worried. The storm had intensified to a Category 5 hurricane only over the previous 24 hours, leaving many with not a lot of time to prepare. The only other Category 5 hurricane to strike Mexico's western coast hit in 1959 and caused close to 1,800 deaths. However, the worst to come from Hurricane Patricia for Mexico appears to be some scattered property damage, flooding, and mudslides with zero casualties. In part, the people of Mexico deserve credit for the minimal destruction due to their quick response and evacuation. However, the majority of the credit goes to Mother Nature. Hurricane Patricia targeted less populated areas by passing between the larger coastal cities of Manzanillo and Puerto Vallarta, while also missing Guadalajara, Mexico's second largest city. The highest winds, known so far, recorded after landfall clocked in at 165 miles per hour, still in Category 5 territory, but much lower than the 200 miles per hour reached earlier that day. The worst winds only extended as much as 30 to 35 miles past the center of the storm. Although the peak winds measured during Hurricane Katrina were slightly lower at 145 miles per hour, the eye of the storm that hit New Orleans was almost four times as large, thus spreading those winds over a much larger area. Hurricane Patricia also hit rugged mountain terrain almost immediately. Mountains tend to break up any ordered motion in the atmosphere and weaken the cyclone's spiral pattern. The hurricane was thus downgraded almost as quickly as it had intensified, rising by 106 millibars of pressure and dropping wind speeds down to 75 miles per hour in less than 24 hours after reaching the coast. The conditions for making a hurricane are most easily met from June 1st to November 30th each year a period known as hurricane season, although hurricanes are by no means restricted to these dates. An estimated 12 hurricanes form on average each year over the Atlantic Ocean Basin. So how can we be sure we are prepared for the next one? Much of the information gathered for Hurricane Patricia in the hours before landfall when it was upgraded to a Category 5 storm came from so-called hurricane hunters, brave members of the Air Force, and the National Oceanic Atmospheric Administration, who fly directly into the storm in order to take pressure and wind speed measurements. This on-the-spot data allowed weather trackers to follow the storm's intensification in near real time. Once these measurements were in hand, the people of Mexico began to prepare for the storm's arrival immediately. However, these measurements weren't available until a mere 12 or so hours before the monster storm made landfall. As we have discussed in previous episodes, predicting the weather is challenging due to a large number of unknown parameters that must be input into any predictive model. However, as atmospheric scientist Adam Sobel explains, the rapid intensification observed for Hurricane Patricia is beyond the reach of even our best current models. Thus, nothing short of a major new research initiative toward the development of better models of weather-related phenomena like hurricanes may help our predictive powers. Until then, let's be thankful we have hurricane hunters. Until next time, this is Sabrina Searwell with Everyday Einstein's Quick and Dirty Tips for helping you make sense of science. You can become a fan of Everyday Einstein on Facebook or follow me on Twitter where I'm at Einstein. If you have a question that you'd like to see on a future episode, send me an email at everydayeinstein at quickanddirtytips.com.